What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. We're joined now by Dennis Eckersley of, of TBS's broadcast crew and, more importantly, a baseball Hall of Famer and, and one of the greatest relievers of all time. Uh, Dennis, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Dennis, should we have had somebody else come on first and you could have come on and, and relieve them? <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then I know where you guys are going to go. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, just let me get you prepared, Eck. He is, um, Barry is the king of the, the dad joke. Um, so okay. uh, there will be plenty of bad puns involved in this, but we'll try and keep <laughs> them to a minimum. Uh, I hey, this is the thing that, from my perspective, looking at this Rangers team as they go into the playoffs, I, I, I'm not so sure that the bullpen has performed to the same level that it did last August and September after they made all those changes. But given the way the Rangers were able to manage the bullpen in September and the the lack of work uh, or the lack of, of an extra workload that they had to put on these guys – I think it's a deeper bullpen. I think it's a more rested bullpen. How do you see this Ranger bullpen going into the division series? Well, obviously they got the, the big arms out there, you know, with, with Bush. And, and I don't know how – I mean, I think Bush is probably the setup guy. And, and then Barnett, you know, how he's, uh, he's ready now. And uh, Kayla. Um, I, and the guy at the end has got the experience. You know, I think last year meant a lot – uh, you know, not that it worked out well, you know, giving up the home run to uh, to Batista, but still, I mean, experience is experience. It, it, it helps. So the guy at the end, uh, you got to feel good about. And, and leading up to that, I mean, uh, I think there's some uh, angst about maybe, you know, uh, Deakman a little bit with his, uh, you know, control, sure. you know, uh, leading up to that. I think there's some, you know, some there. I, I But as far as... Uh, and how these season ended. I mean, you look at the numbers. The numbers aren't there for that bullpen. It's kind of like, wow, how did they do this? Right. You know? But they finished, what, they finished real well. I mean, the last, what, 30 innings, where it was. Yeah, the, uh, they had a 35 in a third scoreless inning streak that ended on Sunday. Um, right. In a game, obviously, that, that really had no meaning whatsoever. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I do think, you know, I, when I go back and I look at this team from a year ago, they went into the into the postseason with Tollison, who had pitched five consecutive days in the last week of the season and had never been a closer previously. Right. Uh, Dyson had pitched five consecutive days in the last week of the season. Kella was a rookie uh, and, and really the fourth guy in there. And there was Deekman there and the, the, the fifth guy in their core group was was Ross Ollendorf and 
I, I think if you look at this team now, you feel like you've got seven legitimate guys you can go to, and all those guys that we talked about not having experience last year, uh, that experience may have been painful at the during the postseason last year, but certainly Sam Dyson had to have uh, gained some 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 knowledge off of what happened uh, in the Toronto game and what he's dealt with all year this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's one of the most important parts is the last piece. But this this bullpen, what what they would say, what they they've been in what forty wins? Or, I mean, it's a, a record out of the bullpen too. So, I mean. They've been in the mix. They've been a big part of this, good or bad, um, all season long. You know, it really has been a sort of a, for them to get it together at this point in the season, couldn't come at a better time. I mean, the, the involvement, having to take care of that rotation, the rotation to me is, I don't know how they got here with that, you know, so many things up in the air with the rotation. It's incredible. Yeah, Jeff Bannister, really has, he's juggled a lot all year, but I, I do think as we get to the postseason here, you know, he's got he's got as good a one-two punch as the Rangers have ever had uh, going into the postseason. I, I think you Darvish is in a uh, is in an absolutely uh, great frame of mind and, and and in a great place with understanding what it takes uh, to be a big league pitcher and and be a big league ace. And it's something that they didn't have last year. You know, they didn't really have a guy to back up Hamels in, in, in the rotation. Yeah, I think at this point you're right. I mean, one, two. I mean, but throughout the season it, it was difficult for uh, Bannister to have to deal with that rotation. But, but the timing's good there. I mean, I think Darvish is uh, – and then the catching has gotten so much better. You know, I think Lucroy really helps that club, it's, you know, obviously. But, uh, you know – what team does have more than two, if you look around, right. right? I mean, most teams don't have that third guy. But Darvish is in a good spot. What's he started? What, 17 games? So he should be fresh for the most part. He punched out a bunch of guys last time out, even though it was Tampa. You know, I mean, he's throwing the ball good. Cole Hamels is legitimate uh, postseason pitcher. You know, he's had a track record. So they're as good as anybody won two, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can go to the Red Sox anywhere you want to look. And Cleveland's not even in the ballpark. I think if they wanted to face somebody, you'd want to face, you know, not to look forward, but still, if you want to face somebody, I'd rather face Baltimore if I'm Texas, even though there's, it makes it a lot more exciting if they face Toronto because of what happened last year. I, I think, but, we've, Dennis, I think we've been remiss in saying you will be working the Rangers series, correct? Yes. Yeah, and with Brian Anderson and Joe Simpson. You guys, yes. you, you have been around the, the club or any club uh, all season long. How do you how do you prepare to come in to work to work a, a, a series like this that could go five games? How much homework do you have to do? Who do you talk to? How, just give us some of the broad, the broadcasting it's angle really, of it. Yeah, more than anything, it's like knowing what is going on in the clubhouse. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Uh, and you know, obviously, what happened throughout the course of the season. Whether it's uh, you know what happened with Texas is pretty simple. I mean you know uh, the run differential has like been like unbelievable. You know for them to be where they are with it, you know you wonder about that differential sometimes. You just win games like you win them. But as far as finding out about the whole team, for me I just go pitching wise. You know what they've gone through. Who's you know who's who, who's hot. Who's not. Um, who's he relying on more. You know uh, just. You know, you put too much numbers into all this, and it's, you know, 
the numbers are out the window when you really are playing in the playoffs. It's like start the game. Let's see what happens. You know, who who is the one batter on the Rangers you would not want to face with the game on the line in the bottom of the ninth? Is it would it be Beltre? It, 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 it's got to be Beltre. You know, without doubt. You know what I mean? Because he's he hits the ball all over the place. You know, and he, he he's just he's just not one dimensional. You know, he just is not. He could foul things off, foul pitches off, and what have you. Uh, he's to me, I have so much respect for a guy like Beltre. I mean, I've seen him play. I saw him play one year, and to appreciate him, you have to see him play a whole season every day. And I did when he was here in Boston. So I know how much he means to that team. He's the heart and soul of that team. He he absolutely is, and and I think Adrian has has embraced that even more, and has allowed himself to to just go out there and have fun on the field, uh, and and encourage his teammates to to kind of do the same. The thing for me, you know, you, you've mentioned the run differential, you mentioned the one run games, you mentioned that you know you look at this team and it's hard to figure out sometimes how they got to ninety five and sixty seven. So. Here's the big debate that all the uh, that goes on throughout all of baseball is the the analytics and big data guys all say, well, they they've got a bunch of one run wins, it's not sustainable, it's all luck. Uh, there, you know, there's no other explanation. I, I, I tend to look at the one run games and believe that there is some luck. I also tend to believe that luck is kind of the residue of preparation, and I think this team has been relentless in its pro- approach late in games. I think when they've gotten six innings from their starters, this team is sixty-six and twenty-nine. It's not, it's not a difficult formula to figure out. If they get six innings from their starters, it means that they've got that they've stayed in the game close, and then they can use the guys that Jeff Bannister most wants to use in the bullpen, and and that I think should be a general. I think that's a generalization for how all managers would like to go about things. But this team does have the second best win percentage in the American League when it does get six innings from a starter. So my question for you, Eck, is, is the one-run thing luck, or is there some reason here why this team does win run-run games? I think the one-run game is huge, if you think about it, especially going into the playoffs, because that's you're not going to beat up anybody in the playoffs. So the experience that they went through all year long has got to add mean something. You know, I, I see a team like the Red Sox that have pounded people and their run differentials through the roof, but they don't play well in one-run games, right. you know. So, in other words, they what do they get tight when they play one-run games? I don't know. I mean, it says something about a club that, uh, to me, I mean, it really does. I mean, especially when to the point how many. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's historic. This one-run stuff. Thirty-six so, and eleven. Yes, absolutely, it is yeah. historic. You, you right. Ma- you mentioned Lucroy, and what does it mean to a pitcher to come in and have him behind the plate? Forget about his offense. Just, just to have right. him. What, what does it, what does it mean to, to you as a pitcher? We can't tell. Uh, you know, there, there's no numbers. There's no saber, saber metrics on that. But when you have a catcher like him, what, what do you do when you come in? Well, it, it takes you a little thinking out of it. All the thinking out of it. If you trust your catcher, I mean, all you're trying to do is get to the point to where you're ready to throw, execute a pitch each time. The less thinking, the better. So if you trust the catcher. You know, there's not, there's no second guessing going on. Sometimes you don't even know you're second guessing yourself in the middle of a delivery because you didn't want to throw it. So you have to trust that. And I think trusting a catcher is huge. And I don't know, um, you know, I, I've seen what he's done offensively, but defensively, I, it gets overshadowed by 
because he's such a good hitting catcher. Was that uh, the kind of what? I'm, yeah, go ahead. Was that the kind of guy you had in Steinbach? Well, that was kind of up in the air with Steinbach because he had hadn't had a lot of experience, you okay. know, back in the late '80s, right? right. But I'd come in the game in the ninth inning, and they'd bring Ron Hassey in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, that was like a slap in the face to uh, Steinbach. <laughs> right. Okay. You know that. So it wasn't the case there. I got you. I got you. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh huh. So. So uh, go ahead. Eck, you, you mentioned, and, and I know that for a lot of our listeners who will actually download this in the next day or so, there will be a a, a wild card opponent having been decided between the the, the Jays and and, and, Toronto, and Baltimore. And you mentioned very briefly that that you would, if you were the Rangers, you'd prefer to probably play Baltimore. I I tend to agree with you on this. I think that if you look at the rotations right now, you probably think that Toronto's rotation is deeper than the Orioles' rotation. Uh, I think yeah. that you, you feel like the, the Orioles' bullpen is is superior, particularly at the back end with, uh, with Zach Britton. Um, for me, the other difference is I don't want to play any games in Toronto. That, that, that atmosphere was absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, and you've got the emotion. How imp- how significant or how much of a wild card does the emotion that goes into what happened last year and what happened in May uh, play a factor in a potential series? Well, you know, some I think because it's already it took place so long ago, and there's so much importance in just trying to win, and uh, the emotion will be there definitely. But you. That's not going to make you, you know, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the outcome. I don't. In fact, I think you should uh, stay away from it, you know. I, I really do. I think, in fact, we're probably going to stay away from it because you don't want to make a big deal out of what, is, what took place. You know, it's obvious that the emotion is there, and they want to uh, get back at Toronto. I mean, it goes without saying, you know. So I don't know if um, – I would like to see it because of it because I always like to see somebody, you know, have a chance to uh, get back at a team. I wish I could have. <laughs> Looking back at some of the, <laughs> the ways my, some years ended for me, yeah. man, you know. And, and you've seen. Last thing you've seen a lot of the Red Sox this year. What do you? What is your? What is your take? I think that right now, going into the playoffs, there is a large opinion of the of the baseball punditry business that believes the Red Sox are the best overall team in the American League at this point. Yeah, I, I think so too, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it just doesn't. You know what I mean? I know better than that. I mean, played on too many teams that I thought were better than who we were playing, and it didn't end up that way. Here, here, but it, here, but it, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but I just think if you look at it for what it is, I mean, it's it's overwhelming the offense. But you know how offense is when you come into a playoff situation. It's not they, they beat up on you know they're on bad pitching. You know, right. over the course of a season, you're not going to see that during the playoffs. In 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 here's my question out of left field. In, in your years uh, pitching in the major leagues, did you ever come close to joining the Rangers? Was there ever any talk of you being traded or showing up here in Texas? No, I know right away because I, I you know smelt a couple of places where I could have went, but the Rangers wasn't one of them. Timing was never quite right there, I guess. Hey, at the um. This has been great. We really appreciate the time, and and so I guess we will. Are you do? You're not doing studio. You will be, he here, will be here in Arlington on Thursday, correct? Yes, exactly. Look forward to it. And and I just I just want to throw out there, 
the play-by-play guy you work with is probably one of the most uh, underrated play-by-play guys in the business, Brian Anderson. He's terrific. Oh, the Rangers okay. tried. To, the Rangers, yeah, the Rangers tried to. Tried the Rangers to, tried to get Brian Anderson. He's great. And the Rangers. I know his. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I know his. Yeah, I know his brother is a. Uh, his brother works uh, for the Rangers. Big, yeah, he has a big position with the Rangers. Yeah. But it's funny because you don't hear him. He, you know, he works for Milwaukee. A lot of people don't even know who he is. That that, that that never hurt Bob Uecker. That never hurt Bob Uecker <laughs> when he worked in Milwaukee. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. But he's excellent. He really is. I've worked with him several times. No, Brian, and I know Mike Anderson, Brian Anderson's brother. He's he's a Rangers pro scout, and and he's he's. He's really good at what he does. He's got a great eye for the game, and, and I know that runs in the family. And, and it will be a real treat to have you guys here this weekend uh, or this week. So um, if I get a chance, I'll stop by someplace and pick you up a little bit of barbecue on the way to the ballpark. I, I promise okay. you, I promise you, uh, Evan will bring food. He will bring you food. Good. Stop by. Say hi. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. You got it. You got it. Barry, there's one I, one thing that I think we need to get in because a lot of fans and I, I spent an hour on Twitter last night talking with fans. Um, I saw I saw some of your comments and and oddly enough, I agreed with almost every one of them. Uh, from the fans or from me? From you. So I, let's get into this and, and and try and explain this a little bit better. Um, the Rangers are the number one seed. Okay. Correct. They are, however, being given what are considered unattractive, particularly for local fans. They are not. They are the number one seed, not the number one attraction. Right. They are the number one seed for record, but that does not matter to the networks. No. Not- what matters to the networks is ratings, and the, the Red Sox are an iconic franchise. Yeah, I can't. I've, absolutely. Correct. And, and I'm going to pull the numbers, and I'll have some numbers uh, for a column I'm writing later in the week. The interest in the Rangers, even in their home market, can, you cannot match the interest in the Rangers in the Dallas-Fort Worth market as with the Red Sox in the, in the Boston market. You can't. And that's very, very important. And if, we don't know. It, we're here Tuesday. We don't know if they play. But if they're playing Toronto, Toronto doesn't matter. Toronto, is it, it's, it's like not playing an opponent because all you're going to be drawing is Rangers fans. Correct. And, and the Toronto Blue Jays fans that are scattered around the United States do not make up that much. A lot of people pointed out to me that this is the fifth biggest market in the country while Boston is eight. Does not matter. The Red Sox have a significant following in every top ten market in the country. Well, it, it's, it's, it's not only that. I think the, the, the Rangers are victims of playing in the AL West also. The Red Sox are a known quantity in New York, in Boston, all along, all, all along the East Coast, uh, the, the, the ra- the, when the Rangers play night games in Seattle or Oakland, they, they are non-factors. This is let me I, the best way I think to explain it for for fans is this way. Um, I grew up an Atlanta Falcons fan. Okay, I grew up in Atlanta. Whenever I went, uh, whenever I moved out of Atlanta and I wanted to watch the Falcons, it was at some crappy time. Right. It was the one o'clock game, and the broadcast crew was the the B or C or D. Keep team. going, keep going. You know, it was down the list. Right. Uh, there are a lot of people in the same boat as me growing up who wanted to watch their team, and they were stuck with the Cowboys, and they saw the Cowboys with Pat Summerall and John Madden, or they saw it with um, uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Uh, Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire before that. The Cowboys are an iconic franchise. They have fans everywhere. 
The Red Sox are the same situation, and they will always draw. Now, here, But here's the question that I've got for you. The NBA, and, and there are differences on the NBA front, okay? The NBA staggers playoff games because they have multiple off days in between games. Uh, I do believe that there are times when the NBA has a game on TNT and a game on ABC or, or, or ESPN that end up going head-to-head and battling for ratings. Why does why does MLB decide that they do not want two games going head to head in prime time? I, I I don't know, but but I but I would think they just don't they don't want to uh, cannibalize the audience, and and it's as sim- as simple as that. And and a and if if they were to draw an eight for the Boston Cleveland series, as opposed to say they even drew a six for Boston Cleveland and a two point five for the Rangers. Isn't that eight worth more money to them and to the network well, than it, a it, six it, to one and a two point five to well, somebody it's, else? It's, it's a funny relationship, or because as you know, this year uh, the Rangers will be on, or the the American League will be property of TBS. Uh, the National League will be property of Fox, uh, Fox Sports One mostly. And 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 it, it, yes, they're playing this. They're they're playing to have a higher rating this year. So when the next contract comes up, they could say, "Hey, right. here are the numbers," and I, I promise you this: uh, the Red Sox uh, series, Red Sox Indian series, will kill. Uh, you know, here, 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 here's what it is, and, and I say this all the time, and nobody wants to accept it: the Rangers are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of, of they are, they are, they have. They're, they're, how many? How many? They're not I, the Jacksonville. I, yes, they are. No, no, they are not. I, I, I know what you're saying. In the TV, um, in the TV business, they are. I've uh, talked to. I, I just want to tell you, I've talked to people in the TV TV business this week who didn't even know the Rangers were in the playoffs. No, listen, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Miami Marlins, those are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. This is a team. This is a team that, among the power elite, among the elite, is the least. Uh, attractive. There's no doubt about that. Well, you, but you, we're team, arguing semantics here. This team, this team has a presence nationally. It's simply not. How many Ranger games were on national television this year? Very, very few. Yeah. It, 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 but it's not. It's always going to fall behind Boston, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs, which, the Cardinals. Which brings us back to the genius of Tex Schramm. Tex Schramm, he, he demanded, he fought to have the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. What are the Cowboys doing in the NFC East? In the same in the same market, the Rangers are in the American League West because right. he knows the attention, the big attention, whether we like it or not, and we don't really like it. It comes from up and down the the East Coast. It comes up that that whole seaboard. And if you're playing the Red Sox and you're playing the Yankees, that that's a whole heck of a lot of difference than playing Seattle and even Houston right. or or or, or what else, or Oakland. And, and 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 I will also say that you know the local market for Boston is not Boston and just Massachusetts. It is all of New England, and it is New England's team. And that there may be more people in Texas than in all of New England, but those people are glued to everything that the Red Sox do. There's, there's, there's the, just, just think of the so, Red Sox as the Cowboys, and, and it's, it's a very I mean, simple. Folks just need to I, – I and I understand I, I, the, the hard truths for, for fans are, are these that – TV is going to go where the ratings are. It's not going to reward best record. No. The other part of it is that uh, MLB, when it comes to the postseason, 
they know the money and the ticket sales are going to be there. And so the average fan doesn't really matter to well, them. Well, I'll go. So- I, I know that's unfortunate. I hate saying it. But that's the case. Well, it's, it's, they will sell all the tickets. It, it, it's here, here, here it is, Evan. It, you would never get anybody to admit it or anything. Uh, the, the powers that be are rooting for the uh, Red Sox, Cubs, World Series. Correct. Everything after that is is you Correct. know that's first place. There is no second place or third place. And and the Rangers, I think, I, I, mean, I think. Well, I, I think you're rooting for Red Sox, Cubs World Series. I think they'd happily also take a Red Sox Dodgers World Series. Yes. it wouldn't be the same home run. Right. But yes. But 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 he, and he, and he, and here's another thing. I think if we go back and look at the World Series, I think it was it was the Rangers Giant. The Rangers Giant. Is it, it is the lowest rated World Series of all time, is it, or the second lowest rated? Uh, I'm not. One of those. One of those is. Uh, uh, it might have been the rain. Uh, of course, it was a quick World Series too. It was, that, yeah, that, it was that, five games. That doesn't help. That um, doesn't help. And, and at the same time, I also don't think you know the Giants had were just. The other part of that was you know the Giants have been in ten and twelve and fourteen, right. and they have now become much more of an iconic franchise once again around the country. Here's here's the thing. Here's what the Ranger fans need. But to at do. that point in time, both those teams were out of nowhere teams. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the national perception. Enjoy the Abs- ride. Enjoy the ride. Absolutely. But what Ranger fans are saying to me is this, and I understand their pain. They are saying at 3 o'clock on Thursday and at 12 o'clock on Friday, I cannot watch my team. I cannot see my team. And I don't have a satisfactory answer for them. I would also say that you know, MLB – would tell you that at 3 o'clock on Thursday, as opposed to 8 o'clock on Thursday, then kids will actually be able to watch that game. Oh, it's the Phil Mushnick. uh, You know, it would be the, we're trying to grow the game with future fans. We give them the opportunity to watch games. That's a lot of, but that basically is is a rationalization. It's it's eyewash and, and irrationalization, but there are plenty of people who bitch to me also about the fact that, Wire games on all at night. They used to be on during the day, and we used to be able to see them. The World Series during right. the day. Was, and, 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 and I'm going to say this. If you work in an office with a benevolent boss, somehow there will be a TV on in your office. You may not be able to be glued to it, but you will be able to follow these games. And I wish I had a more satisfactory answer for you, but this is just the big business of baseball. Well, it's the big business of professional sports. Correct. It's not, not only baseball. And the big business is they're going to – if we're talking NFL, we're talking Cowboys. If we're talking uh, MLB, we're talking Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, Cubs, and, and everybody right. else right. is, is and, sort and, of second place. Yeah, and I mean, you said you said Red Sox, Cubs, World Series is their dream matchup. I agree. I, I believe that also their dream matchups for LCS are Red Sox Rangers and Cubs Dodgers. Well, yeah, of of course, because the 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 thing that the last thing they want they want to see is is I don't we don't know if the Blue Jays will be in it, but the Blue Jays are a zero to. Them. They want they don't want Toronto, and they they're not really interested in Baltimore. No, Baltimore because Baltimore is, is is a relatively small market. It's a small and, market, and in, in a lot of ways, it's secondary to Washington. Absolutely. Now. So, um, it's unfortunate. I wish I had I I wish I had um more soothing words or an explanation for Rangers fans but this is this is the bottom line and it's you can't compare the NBA or the NHL believe me you don't want to be the NHL because the NHL takes whatever the networks tell them and they take a pittance of money and because of it they you know they don't 
aren't able to expose their product as well as as, as other sports. Uh, the NBA has shorter games. The NBA's philosophy right. is simply different, that they're willing to... Uh, uh, well, put, they, have, they have long-term season contracts with the network, too. Don't forget, TBS is coming, just or Turner is coming in. You know, they do some games at the second right. half of the season, but their relationship and the money is not nearly the same. Right, because they don't do as many games as the NBA Right, and, and, you know, that gives me an idea. When I, I'm going to call somebody from Turner who, sh- who actually shares the NBA also and, and, and see what, what their thoughts are, uh, on about it are. Uh, do you have any playoff questions going in, Barry? Uh, no. I, ju- I just want to know, can you get me tickets? Can you help get me tickets? Come on, Evan. You're unbelievable, Barry. Okay, I, I, I know you can get me six tickets behind the plate. Yeah, behind the plate. It will be behind a trash can also, but behind the plate. Yeah, no problem. No, Evan. I, I, I think I, I wish you well on, on the journey, and and uh, I hope, uh, I'm hope i hoping you're flying to BWI and not Toronto. <laughs> so I, I bl- I'm going to guess that the bosses here do too because I looked at prices right now on plane tickets. and How long a drive is it? Uh, I don't think I could make it to Toronto. Um, I don't know that I'd be able to cross the, the border without going through uh, airport, airport customs. Uh, but it's a significant price difference. And I, I do think that it benefits the Rangers on a baseball level to play Baltimore. I, I really... I listen to what Eckersley said, but but I do think that that there are um, there's a emo- the, the the Blue Jays are an emotional team. Uh, they they can be, for lack of a better term, a bitchy, whiny group of guys. Um, they feel like they've got a score to settle after the Odor Bautista thing this year. Rangers feel like they have some unfinished business. With Toronto, I will say this. The Rangers have taken the right approach and said, look, it's not about one team. It's about beating three teams, and right. that is our goal. And I think that based on all the evidence that I have this year, that they actually believe that. Um, the one other thing that I think we need to address before we get out of here is I also got a lot of feedback on social media last night from the fact that the crew chief of the umpiring crew for this series will be Joe West. And What does that mean? Well, it means that listen, I Joe West is a, is, is a longtime baseball umpire. Um, he's also the umpire most likely to draw attention to himself, which you never want. The best umpires to me are the guys that go the least seen. Uh, but I do think, in the case of a Rangers Blue Jays World Series, uh, uh, playoff, uh, playoff, I do think that in the case of a Rangers Blue Jays. Um, Division series. The presence of Joe West is not a bad thing. And here's why. There are three umpires that I would consider to have, or three longtime umpires that I would consider to have hair triggers in terms of throwing guys out. Bob Davidson, Angel Hernandez, Joe West. I, I think of those three, Joe is still the best at managing the game and giving players, giving um, managers their say. But his presence there will send a message to both teams that if you screw around, there's going to be multiple ejections. And he's not going to have any remorse about that, even if it means the best players in that series don't play. And so I think that serves as something of a deterrent to to a bunch of shenanigans. So on that level, I think it is it, it is something of a plus. People do not like Joe West's strike zone. Uh, that's fans. But players know have a good idea of what Joe West's strike zone is. They know how it may change over the course of a game. 
they can deal with it. I would say to you this. No umpire is perfect on the strike zone, uh, and he's only going to call one game from behind the plate. And I believe that'll be game one. I would imagine. Um, and I, I just don't think that that – I think game management in this situation becomes a much higher priority over what's his strike-to-ball rate in, in, in terms of calls. As far as ball – as far as safe and out calls – that's what replay is for, and that's why MLB. I think MLB needs to step in on, on certain to, on certain occasions and say, "This is the postseason. We are going to get everything right. If there is any doubt, we're going to have an umpires. We're, we're going to signal to the umpires that we want them to take a a, a a second look." I don't know that you can make that change for this playoff, but I think it's something they need to look at in the future. Hey, I'll just say this: what what whatever time the range to sum up, whatever time the Rangers are playing in the afternoon. We're much better off here than Minnesota Twins fans are at, at this point. That did not go over well with folks last night, but uh, it, it, but, it is but, the truth. But, but you it, know, your team your team is in the playoffs. Enjoy it. You'll find ways to watch at in, least aspects of the game. Enjoy the run. Enjoy the ride. And I, again, before we sign off, I'd like to thank Dennis Eckersley. Uh, I think he's out on the West Coast, so I think I think he got up early to uh, to do this. If he's not here already, and. Um, Maybe next week we can we'll have uh, somebody else from uh, Turner. Maybe Cal Ripken, or maybe Pedro Martinez. I, I would love to have Pedro, but we'll we'll see. If, if but the Rangers have to do their part. As they well. they have to do their part. Evan, thanks so much. And uh, did you like my NPR voice, my public radio voice? You today? sound like you're dying. Oh, now okay. Thank you, Evan. Thanks so much. And uh, don't forget, we have Kevin Sherrington on a college football podcast. And hopefully we haven't talked too long that John Machota has gone out to have lunch for a Cowboy podcast. All right, that'll be good. So goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya. See ya.